Welcome everybody to episode 15 of Dane Interviews. I'm obviously not Dane, I'm Scott. And I'm Remy. What's up, guys? You guys you guys know me from Remy's Roundtable. And I'm joined by Scott from the No New Friends podcast. Today we are flipping the script and interviewing Dane. That's right. Dane, of course, is the creator and owner of Big Beautiful Diz. But he's there's more to Dane than just Big Beautiful Diz, right, Remy? Oh, dude, I got to tell you, man, Dane, is he makes all these awesome videos on his YouTube channel. But something uh, happened today. Today, man, is his fourth anniversary of Big Beautiful Diz. Now, let's get out. Let's get to our interview, man. Hey, Dane, Dane, how you doing, man? First of all, Dane, happy fourth anniversary of your, your program, man. We, we, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad that Scott and I are here with you tonight, interviewing you for Big Beautiful Diz. Now, let me ask you a question, man. How did you get all, how'd you get started, you know, making your very own YouTube content? And what made you, you know, follow this passion of making different, you know, OG Disney uh, videos on your, on your uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, thanks, Remy. Thanks for the anniversary. Uh, also, Remy, Scott, thank you for doing this. This is very weird for me because I haven't been interviewed a lot, and it's very weird to be interviewed on your own show. So, <laughs> so yeah, thank, um, you, thank you for picking us to do it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very honored no that problem. of all the people, no you called myself and Remy. So that's super exciting. No problem. I knew you guys would do a great job, and you're already doing a great job. So, uh Remy, your question. Very interesting. Um, I got into old attractions or I, I don't really want to talk about my early Disney fandom because like that wasn't really like old attraction stuff yet. But like how I got into the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the OG Disney stuff that started in late 2018. I went to Disney in November of 2018 and I got home and for some reason whenever I get home from the trip is when I start getting excited about Disney stuff and I start looking stuff up. It's very strange because people usually do it before the trip obviously, I'm usually after. Um so I started watching these like these videos and they were like Defunkland videos. They were Disney Dan videos. They were TPM Vids videos. They were Bright Sun Films videos. And a lot of those were about stuff like Discovery Island, stuff like Horizons, um, all these older attractions that are no longer there. And I, it just fascinated me that this stuff is this stuff was there, but it's no longer there. Like I'm a huge fan of like looking at old like home movies and stuff just because it seems like so distant even though it's not it seems like a different reality almost <laughs> um so so that mixed with old disney stuff it just fascinated me and i know wanted to know more and more and more and one way to do that was to research and i wanted to teach other people so that's how that all really started that's so interesting because I know in, in knowing you, some of your favorite attractions are attractions that you never got to experience. Yeah. Most of For them example. are. Yeah. Most right. of them are. And that's, and that's uh mind blowing to me. Horizons, uh, the wonders of life pavilion to name a few. No so wonder wonders is an interesting story. I, I forget if you guys have a question about that or not, but I'll answer that if it comes up later. <laughs> okay. All right. And if it doesn't, we'll still ask it. Or, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you've you've got all these memories that you didn't get to actually experience. They're memories through YouTube or through other. I videos, have other people's memories. Yeah, you have other. Yeah, you have other people's memories. I mean, I experience the Miller family all the time when I'm watching old uh, old YouTube videos of the parks. But what's your uh, what's your favorite per in person memory of uh, of Disney? Mm. There's a lot. Um, I think I told this 
when I was interviewed by Joe once, but uh, Joe from Diz His, I think I told him this once. I think it was that was the only time I've told this publicly. Once we were in Hollywood Studios, which is my favorite park. Um, and this is one of the reasons. And we were at the Magic of Disney Animation, the old um, an animation courtyard, the old animation building. And they used to have meet and greets in there. Like they would have Frozone and Mr. Incredible. I think they had Pocahontas in there once. Um, they would have the newest, uh, the newest Disney movie. So like, I think the newest one was Big Hero 6 at the time. So they had like Baymax and Hero. But they also had Miko um the the what is he supposed to be like a raccoon, raccoon or something yeah. from, raccoon from pocahontas um and he was going back into the the dressing room <laughs> and he walked right past us and um my dad is not the biggest disney fan um not like you know you or me or you guys <laughs> even my mom i mean he's just not that he doesn't he likes it. He likes going. He, he loves it once he gets there, but he's not the kind of guy that will look at stuff and you know what I mean? Um, so Miko comes past us and dad extends his hand, gives him a high five and dad yells, hi, Rafiki. Oh, no. Whoa. Wow. Uh, it was single. It was the most... It was the funniest moment and the most embarrassing moment. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Come on, man. You're embarrassing me. Come on, I, I felt well, not embarrassing me. I felt bad for the. I felt bad for Miko because, like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. he <laughs> he's gonna uh, employee assistance program. Remember, <laughs> all employees get it. Why did you call me by the wrong name? Yeah. Um. Also, one time I was on a Disney cruise and I saw Captain Mickey just walking down the hallway and he gave me a high five and just kept walking. I was a very little kid. I was like, I was 11. Um, so that was, that was pretty special. Um, there's just, there's so many favorite memories. Jeez. It's not enough time. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you have a, do you have a favorite uh, attraction that you, every time you come to the Disney theme parks, do you go to your favorite theme park when you step on, uh, Disney property. My favorite attraction. Um, it's either Flight of Passage or Rise of the Resistance. I mean, I say that Rise of the Resistance is the greatest, is the greatest ride Disney Imagineering has ever built. Yes. Uh, duh. But Flight, I mean, Flight is incredible. But you got rides like, you know, People Mover and Carousel of Progress, which are not like the big e-ticket attractions, but like I'm named, my channel name is named after Great, uh, great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. So like, I obviously love Carousel of Progress. Um, probably Disney my does bad huh. rides well. Like bad rides. Yeah. Like, a boring is rides. a terrible yeah. ride, but it's so good. Small mm -hmm. one. It's a terrible yeah, ride. Exactly. It's a classic. Yeah. Probably my favorite ride to ride is probably flight of passage i mean it's it's just so it's just so great and now i'm a huge avatar fan as well so that helps it even more that's that's flight of passage after seeing avatar is the number one ride that i'm most looking forward to so i guess my answer would have to be that attraction oh nice what's your what's your what's your second attraction if you if you had to pick people mover that yeah. that's the that's the mo that's the second one i'm most looking forward to riding again i wrote it like probably 15 times last trip alone so that's probably the one i'm most looking forward to riding the second Dean, those, those are my two go-to's carousel of progress and people mover anytime i go to magic kingdom which is very rare i hit yeah. those two attractions without fail every single time they're great so, they're i mean they're not only are they classics but they're all in there i mean they're amazing yeah they are and they're usually a short wait and uh yep. you know Everybody Can't else is at it. the mountains and you can just get on the people mover five minute wait. No big deal. Yeah. So obviously you've got a uh, big, beautiful Diz. You've got Dane interviews two uh, two fantastic channels. Thank you. I'm curious. Did you have any other YouTube channels before big, beautiful Diz, And what were they? I did. I had one. Um, 
the the big beautiful Diz channel, if you go to the about section and you see when I joined YouTube, it says August 2013. So technically I've been on YouTube for 10 years, but Big Beautiful Diz has been four. Um, I registered the account in 2019 um, and I posted, I posted plush toy videos. Um, oh. It was me and a couple of my friends. Um, we would play with the plush toys and we would make them like go on adventures just like, like kids normally playing, but we, unfortunately recorded it and posted it on youtube um uh like some character like we had mario sonic what else did who else did we have we had like this one like this one like cop puppet like you know i i don't know the the brand but like they have like a chef it's like a hu it's like this human puppet Muppet, I should say, but it's like the a chef. One's like a firefighter. One's a cop. Hmm. I don't know the brand. I'll throw a picture up of it like on the, the screen. People, <laughs> close, uh, close, close, close. But they were the they were these pub. I think one was like a princess or something. It was like a girl and it was a princess. Um, but like, yeah, we would record us making these videos, and um, I did gaming. <laughs> I had a gaming channel at one point um, that was dreadful because I'm awful at video games. Um, unfortunately, though, they aren't available on YouTube anymore. That um, was my next question. Do you still have the interviews or the uh, the videos, though? That's true. It is the biggest regret of my life. I deleted oh. all the videos off. Of no! I, I deleted the videos and um i can't find them on my computer anywhere Ugh. um so i don't know where they are um they they're lost media so if anybody wants to go on the lost media wiki and try to find them please do but i've searched and searched and searched and i cannot find them i do remember i do remember the last time that i watched them was 2018 when i made big beautiful Diz, or 2019 um and i do remember still being impressed with them i still i still remember the commentary being good on the like video game videos and i remember the um the plush toy videos actually being decent for <laughs> for being plush toy videos so i don't know i hope i find them i don't know if it's gonna happen but i hope hopefully i do and if i do it's going on Patreon. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So the ones that just pulled up, I mean, I'm looking at one right now, and the ones that I typed in, I typed in Firefire uh, Puppet Plush, and it came out to be Elmo in a fire suit, Kermit in a fire suit, and the last one I saw was uh, a cartoon Fireman Sam, and those were the ones that just popped up on... Uh, you know, on, on Google, and I'm like, this can't be right. Is this, is this the one that Dana is actually talking about, or is this completely I, something different? I think it might be. I, I completely forget the brand name, um, but I I'll find a picture of it. <laughs> I, I'll so, I'll put a picture of it somewhere. So let's talk. About, let's talk about one thing that actually came to my mind, and that is, Dane, you had such amazing guests on your on your program for Dane interviews. So you, you got to tell me, man, who are, who were your top great interviews and who were some of your worst interviews? He's, you don't make him say the I worst. I can't, interview. I know, I can't, I can't say worst. I can't say worst. I can't say worst. Remy, Remy, you were the worst interview. There you go. Yeah, well, no, Remy's actually in, uh, Remy's actually in the top five episodes. That I know, you've told, you've told me that um, on air before. You've told me that. Uh, but I can't, I can't say worst, but so... The top five. I do have the list. Um, by the way, the Doug, the um, the puppet company are called Melissa and Doug Puppets. Oh. Um, but I do have the list that I sent Scott. Um, but the best interview that I've done is the Pete interview, Pete Warner. Of yeah, Pete Warner interview. Yeah. Um, 
The second one is actually my second favorite is actually No New Friends. Um, oh, that was that was a lot of fun. It was we, we had so much fun doing that interview, dude. I, it's, it's, um, that's like favorite ones to listen to over and over. So it's a really well done interview. Thank you. Number three is Jeff Davis. Um, Jeff Davis is a uh, is an inspiration uh, to me and created content so it was cool to be able to interview him um number four is remy um i love that conversation um got into a lot of good stuff in that conversation so oh and then yeah number, f- number five is uh is rob from midway to main street because that was the first that was before that was in 2020 in summer so that was before i interviewed pete warner and it was like the first big interview that i've ever done um and uh <laughs> because it was the first big interview I've ever done, it's not the greatest. Um, I'm like nitpicky because it's me and I'm listening to myself. Like some of the transitions aren't that great, but um, but the questions are. I do like the questions that I ask. But um, so yeah, with it being the first big interview that I've done, that's that's number five. Um, yeah. So there's my list. <laughs> there's my <laughs> official <laughs> ranking. Now, when you, when you were interviewing uh, Pete Warner, how nervous were you? And did was he nervous too? You know, during during the interview, was process? he? Ner- he was not. <laughs> I don't think he was nervous. Some of the guys that uh, interview, they get nervous. He, like, what the heck? That Pete is Warner. If Pete Warner has talked to Tony Baxter and probably Maurice Sklar, I don't think he was <laughs> nervous talking to me. Um, I was nervous. Um, the most nerve wracking thing when you interview a celebrity is, um, when you open the studio for the first time, I don't get nervous writing the questions. I don't get nervous during the actual interview. Um, it's when you open the studio and you're waiting for them to arrive. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's when I get nervous. And unfortunately, um, in the beginning of the interview, um, I was, very 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 nervous but when you start getting into the conversation you just it just starts to get more and more natural and those nerves goes away but so by the end of the interview i was not nervous but i was kind of nervous in the in the beginning um but the weird thing with when i interviewed um luke spiller who's like this is my idol he's my favorite my member of my favorite band the struts um, I was not nervous during that interview at all, strangely. Um, but I guess it depends who I, you know, who I'm talking to, if I get nervous or not. I try to not to, <laughs> so you don't want to look unprofessional. <laughs> right. So, Dane, I want to I want to move away from some of the YouTube stuff for a little bit. Uh, you're a pretty good drummer. Yeah, um, man. Thank you. How, how long you have you been playing? Did you take lessons? Self taught? Tell I, me I, about your drumming. I am I am self-taught. I've been playing since man, I've been playing since I don't remember uh, no, no, well, way longer than that. Probably since I was in the womb. Um <laughs> I remember the first pair of drumsticks that I got actually. Um we were on a hike. I live in the woods. Um very nice house in the woods. Um and we were on a hike and my dad uh got the, he had this stick and he, he broke it in two and he gave me the he gave me the two the two sticks and he said uh keep hold on to those when we get home i want to show you something and when we got home he um started teaching me like the the very simple like we will rock you patterns like the oh nice like like those kind of stuff and like yeah. the one two three like the that kind of stuff so i remember that but i don't remember what age i was i was probably like two or three maybe and then we got a little electric you know electric kit and i was uh i was three when we got that um so yeah it must have been when i was two that i started first playing because i went i have videos of when i was on that electric kit i was playing full on like that's so cool um, so yeah, I've been playing for a very long time and self-taught never took a lesson. I don't like lessons. So, <laughs> Hey, sa- same here, man. I mean, I, I learn I learn everything by ear and then if I don't, if I don't get, get it the right way, 
I'm like, hey, dad, can you just write this out for me real quick? And he goes, sure, not a problem. Here you go. Just read this, and then you can play on your sax. I'm like, oh, cool. Now, yeah, I also, I also don't play sheet music. I, I, I play by ear every time. I can't do sheet music, but if, you, I, if I would listen to a song right now and try to go down and play it on the drums, I probably could because I'm, I'm, I pick things up very quickly. I don't pick up schoolwork and assignments and, and like math <laughs> concepts up quickly, but if you – Tell me to play a song. I could probably do it. <laughs> I mean, You're more artistic. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, man. Like when I started playing drums, I started playing drums back in middle school. And back then I had to read music. And then when I got into high school, I switched off back and forth from drums to, to saxophone. So uh. my, my drum major, he will pull me to the side and say, Remy, one of the drummers call, uh, are, is sick tonight. Can you cover and play the snare part? I'm like, go, absolutely. Just let me know what we're playing. He goes, here, here's what we're playing. I can look at it like, in one second. I'm like, all right, done. I can, I can pick it up right away. That yeah. is like hard. But my question is, what was the hardest drum cover you, you, you played? Like, what was the hardest drum cover? Of- Very, I, I, have to, I have to ask you this drum cover that i've posted or like song hardest song that i know oh i'm saying like cover like you you cover like not even listening to the whole song um, just the drumming the drum part by itself well the drum cover the song that i songs that i cover on the drums are not very hard because i don't want to mess them up <laughs> um so i'll i'll um i'll give you a cover and then i'll give you just the song that i know how to play that's the most difficult the most difficult drum part drum cover was was probably the food rocks one because that was the first one and like there's a lot of pauses in there and there's a lot of like fast song changes and stuff so like that was pretty difficult um another part of me was pretty difficult but it was probably the food rocks one um because that was so that's multiple songs in one video um so that's what made it difficult the the hardest song that i know how to play is probably fool in the rain by led zeppelin that's a good tune it's a great song i know how to play it sometimes like when i sit down to play it i can either butcher it or i can play it kind of well (laughs) um i also know how to play tom sawyer by rush but that actually comes pretty easy to me so i I can't say that that's difficult um my hero by the foo fighters is difficult which i'm actually covering that very soon um so so that would be added to the list of hardest drum covers um i might i might give you one because it's a song that i listened to on the way to work today and uh it's by a really good musician called uh his name is uh peter peter gabriel and uh, there's a song called uh, Your Eyes. And the, 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 the drum part in that song is just, holy cow, like it's just a shaker. And you're like, okay, I can probably play this. It's an easy tune. Yeah. And it's it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I don't know if I've ever heard that song. I have heard, you know, I've heard Sledgehammer and stuff. I've heard other Peter Gabriel songs. I'm not sure about that one. I have to take a listen to that because some of those, some of those stuff, some of the um, like the eighties stuff, are all like, are all like drum machines. So they're yeah. really hard. Except the ZZ yeah. Top stuff is like it's really hard to play. Yeah, it's really hard yep. to play. But hey, I can't. Hey, I can't send it to Electric. You know, kids. Electric kids are fun to play on. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they are. So I got a, I got a question I want to ask you, Dane, and that is. Uh, I'm gonna talk about I'll talk about music real quick. Do you have a favorite genre of music that you can just listen to over and oh, over? Oh, absolutely! Over. Absolutely, classic rock, no question about it. Love, love me some classic rock. I've been a Queen fan since I was two years old. Maybe. <laughs> love Queen, love Queen. Yep, Queen was my first favorite band. I remember watching live at Wembley, you know, 1986 live at Wembley when I'm like, you know. When I'm this small, right? <laughs> pretending that I'm Freddie Mercury, I I think I still have it. I used to have like a white cape. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. Oh my god! That I would uh that my parents made me, and I would watch the video, like the the concert video, and I would pretend because I had a very active imagination. That's what was 
I t we were talking earlier about my first YouTube videos or first YouTube channel. That's why I did that because I had a very active imagination. Um, and I would pretend <laughs> like a kid does, you know, I would pretend that I'm up on the stage and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, my my favorite band became Queen after the movie Wayne's World came out. <laughs> really? <laughs> because, you know, there, there's a that great scene movie. in the in the car where they play Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's so funny with that song because that song has kind of made queen relevant throughout the generations throughout the yeah. decades, because that's I, I that, mean, that song in the eighties. Yeah. That song has had three, three different lives. So if you think about it, when it was originally released in the Wayne's world and then when the Bohemian Rhapsody you know, when the Bohemian Rhapsody movie yep. came out. So Yeah. For for technically, if you think about it, because like when it first came out was the 70s and then the 80s, right. Queen was popular again because of yep. Live Aid. And then so technically four, but three main times that it's been. Yeah, for sure. Had different okay, so, so you are a drummer and who would you want to sub in for? Uh, if they couldn't make it to the, if they couldn't make it to the That's gig, good question. Who would you um, who would you sub in for? Oh, oh man, this is really tough. Um, probably. Oh God. Um, I mean, I would love to sub in for the Struts. Because uh, they're my favorite band, but I feel like that's an easy answer, so I'm going to choose another one. Uh, Foo Fighters, because Taylor Hawkins is a, was a major influence on me, or even or even Quiet Riot with uh, Frankie Benali. I mean, those two shaped my drum playing. Um, but probably Foo Fighters, because that's, those songs are so much fun to play, um, so that would probably be my answer. I mean, my, my my main influences are Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot, Roger Taylor, Stuart Copeland, Taylor Hawkins. Um, I mean Neil Peart. Neil so Peart, probably yeah. Foo, but my answer would probably be Foo Fighters. Okay, all right. I did one time get pulled up on stage uh, to play "We Will Rock You" uh, with a band called Death Rocks. Um, oh, nice. I'm now buddies with him, um, Danny. <laughs> that's really uh, cool but that's yeah really he cool. he pulled me up um and i subbed in for the drummer for one song but <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing. yeah it was really cool it was really cool it was also cool because my my friends and a couple of my buddies and my my dad was there so it was cool for him to see that and so yeah that was an that was an awesome night um but that wasn't your question <laughs> so that's my boy <laughs> In addition to to being a drummer, uh, you're uh, one would say a collector, a collector <laughs> of uh, uh, obscurities, or not maybe not obscurities, but collection. Uh, first of all, what's your biggest collection? Because you collect a lot of things. Yeah, my biggest my biggest collection is my Disney collection by far. Um, but a second, the 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 biggest collection is the Disney by far because the. The collection of Disney stuff literally takes up uh, half of my room, of my okay, bedroom. Okay, so here, let me go one further. Is there a subset of Disney stuff that's yes. like your largest collection? Yes. Um, um, the, a subset of the Disney collection, probably the Funko Pops are the is the largest, either the books or the Funko Pops. Um, I have a lot of VHS tapes, um, but I don't think I have more VHS tapes than I have books. So actually, I think the books are the largest. I think the books are the largest. And when when did you start collecting? Is this another thing in the womb? Um, <laughs> I uh, the, the the Disney collection. Um, actually, I started collecting vinyl records when I was very young. Huh. I started collecting them with my dad when I was ten, um, and we still have that going. I think we're over. We're, we're probably over like 500 by now. <laughs> Holy um, it's, it's so interesting to me, Dean, because you're, you know, I, I don't want to give out your age. I don't know if your audience knows that. But, no, they uh, do. I'm 18. It's all right. <laughs> you're a young dude. Um, but, but all these, the appreciation for the past 
that you have is incredible. I mean, yeah, finals, your favorite attractions are, are horizons and yeah. wonders of life, things you've never been on. It's it's, it's just, just my it's just my personality. I mean, I just like just like, well, I'm not going to say that because it makes it sound that that's going to be clipped. And I know Chris is going to clip that and it's going to sound weird. So I won't say that. But I, <laughs> I am I'm fat. I'm fascinated with the past. Um, so yeah, the, the record thing, and I also, I'm a huge music fan and I, I like, you know, physical music. So that's where you you could kick my butt in any type of music (laughs) trivia. I mean, when, uh, when you were on the, when you were watching the father's day episode and we were asking uh, Mary's dad all these questions, I, I couldn't tell you a Jethro Tull song. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no way. I had no idea what the answer was. And here you are just pulling it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely impressive. And it's one of the things that I love about you is just your appreciation for the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the Disney collection started a couple of days before I started the channel. Cause I was like, I, I had the idea for big, beautiful Diz. I was I was thinking of it. I was like, but I need a background. You know, I need somebody to like not only to be looking at me, but I need something behind me because he like I, I I took inspiration from um, actually in the early days. I took a lot of inspiration from. Um, oh, my God. I, um, the the author, um, Hank Green and his brother do a YouTube channel. I um. I forget what it's called, um, but they do like they do like school videos, like stuff you would watch in school, like math and reading and stuff like that. But um, I took a lot of inspiration from them, and they have this whole like set, and they have like a whiteboard behind them with like the whatever they're talking about written on it. They have like a computer set up, they have a desk. I was like, I need something like that. Um, so what I did is the very messy Ikea desk that I've had for a very long time. I cleared that and I put all the plushies on the the front and I put the – at the time, I put the lightsabers there and I put some stuff behind the wall and that was it. And then eventually that's just <laughs> evolved into something else with like Christmases and birthdays and like just me spending, wasting money. It's just involved into what it is now. <laughs> now, when you were on, now when you were on my on, on my podcasting program, uh, here's the thing, man. You showed me that Walt Disney Funko Pop, yeah, with, with him yeah. being in black and white and everything, yeah. And you told me specifically on the on that episode, it has not been released out to the public, and I'm like, yeah. where in the world did you get that, man? So my question is, where do you get all of your Funko Pops? Where do I get my Funko Pop? Um, either from Amazon or from Funko.com. That particular one I got on an early, you know, early release. Um, so that I obviously didn't get on Amazon or uh, or Funko. Um, but that's actually released today, I think. Um, oh wow! It's a really cool Funko Pop. It's for the Disney 100th. It's of Walt. Um, that's the newest thing that I've got. Um, I get stuff sent to me all the time. That is awesome. Now here's here's my question, man. Like, uh, so you you know me and you know Scott very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing, man. Like, I am very tech savvy. All right. Now mm-hmm. my question is, what is your what is your setup? Like, what? How do I did you a whole video on my setup, so if you go, oh, early, if you go earlier earlier in my channel, I think it's called a tour. It's called a tour of my something like a tour of my setup. It's it might even be that simple. Um, but it was one year ago exactly because I know it was for the three year anniversary. Um, but uh, so I have a, a Focusrite Scarlet. I have a Canon Rebel T7 that I use for for videoing. Um, this is a is a Zingyu microphone um, with a, um, can, a pop filter on it. Um, my computer is a Dell Dell computer. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, my that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I my laptop for when I go to Disney. Um, my vlogging camera. I have a Rode microphone from my vlogging camera. It's, it's all kind, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, Dane, you just brought up vlogging, and um, I'm, I'm curious 
how much of your trips do you vlog and how much do you actually like spend time with your family? Because I could see your family <laughs> getting kind of annoyed. Look, I, I went one day at Epcot drinking around the world with my family uh, and uh, they got so aggravated at me. I said, look, yeah. I'm a content creator. <laughs> Damn so it. How, um, what's, what's your mix? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, probably 60%, 60 to 70% is vlogged. Um, I do take the nights off. I usually stop recording around, unless I meet one of you guys, I usually am done filming for the day around six, five or six. Um, I don't film everything. Um, like when I'm in the queues for rides, like I don't film any rides. All the ride footage I get is, is from YouTube. And like, I put credit in the lower bottom for that kind of stuff. Um, so I make a conscious effort to be on vacation. You know what I mean? Be in the now but my family understands that um, I get paid to record, <laughs> so right. so they under they understand that kind of that stuff now, and I I, I tr do try to balance it as best as I can, um, and uh, yeah, I don't um, the the funny story actually the cruise vlog um, my family didn't know I actually recorded the cruise vlog. Um, oh, wow. because I was doing it when they weren't around. They were, they knew that, um, they knew that I was taking some video. They didn't really know what it was for, but when they watched all those videos, they were like, I had no idea you took all this footage. I was like, yeah. Um, so they don't get annoyed by it. I try to, I, I, I think I've, I have a balance. Um, and yeah, I would say 60% to 70 is, is, is vlogged and not vlogged. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and, and it brings me to my next question because I, I mean, you do some vlogs and all that, but I feel like that's not the main series mm, of the beautiful Disney channel. No, it isn't. Um, you do have a wide range of, of Disney videos, uh, you know, your icebergs, your, yeah. your histories. Uh, yeah. And that was because honestly, I mean, I didn't know when I first started this, I didn't know what I wanted to hone in on and do exactly. And I've, I've found that, the story the story of do a lot do really good so and and i've kind of been known for that but when i also put out i put out a review it will get a thousand views or so and when sure. i put out a drum cover it'll get a lot of views when i put out a dane interviews it will put out a lot of views so there's there's different things that will get me a lot of views and i'm still a growing channel so i haven't found that i, I and i don't think i will um, find a particular thing to only do. And I like having a variety. I like to put out a iceberg and, you know, one, one day and then a top seven one days. Cause I think of it as like the story of an icebergs are kind of the same, but a little different, but kind of right. fundamentally they're the same. I think of those as the nonfiction. And then I think of the top sevens and the top fives as opinion pieces. And then the reviews are also opinion pieces and um, don't really have anything fiction. <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, don't, I don't put out fiction videos. I should. Yeah. No, no inaccurate <laughs> news. No. <laughs> so wh what would you say your main series is then? Story, stories, the story of stories, story of is my, is my main. Cause those are the, those are the most videos that are on my channel. Uh, to date that that series has had the most videos so story of is probably is not probably i know it's my main series um dane will you will you be doing uh another met tours oh I the met tours the the, oh. the, the um what, what the, the wonders of life pavilion yeah, it was I've, so interesting it was so neat the met to yeah um I've been asked this before. Um, I feel like I need to give a definitive answer now because before whenever I've been like, I've been, this has been talked about. I've been, I've been like, you know, never say never. Maybe I will probably never do another Met tours um, oh. because I don't want it. I don't want it to be a series. The whole point of that video is because I wanted to do something different when I cover wonders um and doing um i mean i know what i would do it on i know which pavilion would, i would i know what i what which would you do? the i would do the land 94 okay or Ooh. 90 
I would do the land 95 um, because you have food rocks in there. You see, you have living. Um, there's multiple things to talk about like wonders. So I would do the land, um, but I feel like that would take away from the original purpose of the video. So I, I don't want it to turn into a series. Um, but I have been talking to Bravo recently. Go watch the anniversary video. Let's talk about broadcasting. What got you into you know, broadcasting? Who, who were your uh influencers on you know broadcasting mm. did you did you want to did you want to start broadcasting at an early age oh or, yeah yeah or like or right now right here right now i wanted to broad so this is going to be a long story but i uh we have we have we have time so strap in <laughs> um, my mom has been a huge howard stern fan since the 90s Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> and I, and um, I, uh, she would, she would play, she would listen to the episode. And then one day, um, I don't remember this firsthand, but one day I asked her who that, who it was. Cause it kind of like, I do remember it kind of being like, like there's somebody talking on a computer. Like what, like what's this all about? And um, she was like, this is somebody on the radio on Sirius XM. Um, and he talks, you know, he, he talks to, to he talks to people and, and, and talks about things on the radio for a living. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then um, when I was a little bit older, I discovered uh, uh, a guy named Eddie Trunk. And he was, he's a radio DJ, he's on Sirius XM. And um, what he did, very similar to Howard Stern, he, he took the calls, um, he, but he, he played music as well. Um, and he, he talked all about um, rock music. And it just blew my mind that this could be a career, like this could be something that like I could do. Um, so I used to... Again, I would imagine that I was radio DJ and I used to make um, demos, if you call them. And, um, you know, it was it was me as a really little kid talking. Uh, probably when I was, probably my early teens I was doing this. I would record on some, probably CD somewhere. Um, and I would play music and I would do the bumpers in between the music. And uh, that really taught me like, Again, it self-taught me how to do transitions really well, and um, like everything I do is is self-taught. I once interviewed my dad on that show because he was in a band at the time, and um, now that I think about it, that interview was actually the first interview that I ever did. <laughs> uh, funny enough, and um, so that taught me the basics. And then when I started Big Beautiful Diz, I already had a little bit in little bit of information on how to do certain stuff you know what i mean yeah 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 how to like how to be a host of something how to um even though i wasn't playing music even though i didn't do the bumpers in between the music it still was like how to be a personality and how to um have a host you know be a host is the best way right. i can say it right so speaking of interviews, um how did you come up Dean interviews itself like how did you come up with the idea for that um kind of moving away from the story piece or the history piece yeah. dean interviews is kind of a, a subset on its own which is mm -hmm. i'm sure why you moved it to its own channel so tell yeah. me about the evolution of uh of coming up with that well dean interviews it started in december 2019 um i had an idea when i was listening to i was listening to some podcast uh in 2019 which what would that have been at that time um i think that would have it would have been you remy it was it was 2019 i think it was a podcast called disney doofs they no longer do it i haven't talked to those guys in a while um disney doofs yeah it, it was um it was buddies of mine i haven't talked to them in forever um but they used to do a disney like news show um and and they would bring guests on 
And I it dawned on me, like, why isn't there a show that instead of talking about the theme parks or Disney, we talk about the guest? Because, like, I really wanted to, I was really, lo- I really, and to this day, love listening to interviews. It's, it's fascinating to me um, to hear a person's story. So I was like, I'm going to start this show. Um, and and it, might, it, might, it might be pretty successful. It has been, <laughs> thankfully. Um, and I was like, you know, let, let's do it. So I interviewed my, my um, one of my best friends, um, Brendan. I interviewed him. It was like 25 minutes long. Um, I uploaded the video. And it went really, really well. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I, I, I like it. So I continued the series. Um, on episode four, I uh, reached out to a guy that um, is my buddy now. Um, but at the time... He wasn't. I didn't. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. He had a hundred thousand subscribers, um, and that was the first big interview that I did, um, and that went really, really well. And um, in the first day, like at this point, I was not doing like the one hundred views on the first day that I do now. So on the first day that video was uploaded, it did like eighty views. I was like, this is this is so cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just had other guests on, like like Matthew Serrano, who did the Halix documentary that was big at the time. Um, and like now, now that I have the new channel, because I decided to um, separate it to a new YouTube channel, so I can grow out of just because the main I- the I- main idea was. Um, people who don't get interviewed all the time let their voice be heard, and for them to get interviewed, mainly in the Disney community um oh, absolutely. and i wanted to to still have that but start branching out so i could get more listeners um uh, so that so the new channel allows me to do that if you go subscribe if you haven't yet <laughs> um but yeah i'm working on a lot of really big interviews now so um that's the evolution of of that series it's just so uh and I look back on it, you know, when I go back and listen to the interviews of like the first, you know, the first three episodes I did, it's like, wow, I've, I've, my interview style has changed so much. And, you know, it's just funny to look back at that kind of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> the, people are dying to, to hear your answer on this. Uh, I get, I get asked this all the time from fans of yours. They write into me all the time. Will you ever, ever re-upload the Disneyland Social Clubs video? Please do. <laughs> man, I, I, I even want to watch these videos, man. So the Disneyland Social Clubs was a video that was up for 48 hours, if that. Um, and I, I, I'm not even kidding. Um, I have asked. I have been asked this before. <laughs> People want to see it. Um, <laughs> but that video so that video is about the social clubs of disneyland um the people that go around in like the biker um like the leather jackets and stuff and they have these different clubs and they name themselves like i don't know yeah i think there's one called like it's called like waltz renegades or something like that um so they're 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 pretty funny so i did a video on them and i found this um, this lawsuit that happened in between the two, one of the, some of the two clubs, and um, it was like somebody wanted to organize a um, like a, a charity event in Disneyland, and they got all the clearances to do it. Disney said, "You're good to go. You can do this walk, um, walk in the park, and um, and raise money." And but some other club decided to like to to tell them that they couldn't do it. And 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 then it quickly turned into um, like violent. Or, I haven't read about it in a while, but I think it quickly turned to like um, the the person of the the that was trying to do the walk was like getting threats or whatever. So they filed a lawsuit or something. And um, I told that story in the middle of the video, and um, and uh, some of the social club members saw it and got very upset with me telling that story um which i was i was like 
I I don't talk ill will of anybody. I don't um give misinformation. I I didn't I don't know why they got mad, but they did, so I decided to you know, I didn't want to piss anybody off more, so I decided to take down the video and I was like, I'll re-upload it when this all pass passes. That video was two years ago now. Um, so I don't I don't really think I'm ever gonna re-upload it just to, you know, it might make people upset. You never know. <laughs> so Dane, you have a a wide range of Disney videos. Now my question is, what would you say your your uh what what's your top favorite disney videos like if you had to go back and rewatch all of the all of My disney videos i'm talking about video. it, it could be live action it could be cartoon it can be like old school like herbie herbie the love bug uh oh that, oh do you mean movie or or my one of my videos oh no i'm talking about movies like oh movies okay movies. um well that's actually good i'll, I'll think about both of those questions because the way the way that you phrased it i thought you were talking about one of my videos i will say my favorite video um and it's not going to be the wonders one because I say that all the time. I'll give one that isn't the wonders one this time. Um, but my favorite Disney, my favorite movie, not only my favorite Disney movie, my favorite movie in general is a goofy movie. Um, Thank you. Somebody is. I, I absolutely love a goofy movie. Um, it's not only my favorite Disney movie; it's my favorite movie of all time. My dog is literally named Roxanne. So, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> um, but my favorite video that I've made—I always say it's the Wonders one, um, and it still is. But since I always say it's the Wonders one, I'll give a different answer this time. Um, my Y two K video is up there. Um, yes, I really, really, really liked how the the Y two K video came out. Um, especially when I'm I probably gonna say my I'm gonna say my latest video, the Y2K video. I absolutely love the Y2K video, especially I, I with, that especially video. with all that editing you did. Yeah, or yeah. that for that video, I was like, that took me almost a week to edit. <laughs> no, I was like, was really cool. Long time. Yeah, I was like, how in the world did Dane do make this video? Whole that took me the same amount of time to edit than it did the Wonders video. The Wonders really? and um, Y2K video took almost the same amount of time. Yeah. Whoa. Um, because yeah, because I wanted to frame the the countdown correctly. Anybody that watched that video, you know, I I take not only do I talk about the countdown to midnight. And like what happened, I show footage of what happened, and I use that to tell the story. So to there, that was the reason it took so long to make. Um, you know what's so funny? Spoiler alert! Um, I knew I was hoping, and I knew that when the 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 countdown got down to zero, the screen would go black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I I knew that was a coming, and it yeah. it, it was perfect. It was perfect. It, yeah. Yeah, um, I was thinking about like I was thinking about doing like the the light a lights off gag where like I was like I would be talking about the like I would say something like whatever was in the script, um, and then all of a sudden the lights would go off in my studio, and then the camera would pan to my my door, and my like whoever is is like hands on the like the the light switch and is like oh sorry and then turns it back on and like walks out it's <laughs> like a lot of some people like i know my dad uh, in the new year's eve turned off the lights in the basement when the clock hit midnight <laughs> um so because of y2k so i was thinking about that um but i i eventually settled on turning the screen black because it was a cliche thing to do but i thought it would be funny <laughs> um Speaking of why it was the Y2K video, the Pleasure Island video I really like. That's another one that I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, good old Pleasure Island. But those two, those two are my favorites. And I love. On the those flip two. side, on the flip side of that, what is which one is your least favorite video that surprised you with how well it did, and so you can't take it down? Mm, my least favorite video that did that did well um yeah your least favorite video that you just can't take down for whatever it, it doesn't have to be because it, because for whatever reason you can't take it down either it's part of a a bigger story or it did well um i'm gonna look at the, that's still up there 
Yeah, because I delete. I I I um I didn't delete because I learned my lesson with the <laughs> with the D Rock videos. Um, I, I unlisted my least favorite video that I have ever made. Um, but the one that did like did did well that I'm not very proud of. Um. Oh, I know what it was. It was the "Why Should I Worry" video. Um, the the drum cover. Um, oh. every time I upload a drum cover, I'm always very um worried that it's not going to do well. Uh, because I'm always worried that the timing is off or or something. Because you have to, I have to be very um precise about those videos with like syncing up the the drum right. and the video and right. the music. So I'm always very cautious, and I didn't think they were, it was synced as well as it could have been, but. I listen to it now, and it's like it's 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 right on time. So I'm not sure what my my fear was, and that got one point seven one thousand seven hundred views. So it did pretty well. <laughs> right, right, okay, all right. It's uh we're 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 coming up to the end of the NFL season because you're also a, yeah. a sports enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Bowl predictions. Who's gonna Who's gonna be mm, in it? Who's um, gonna win? Either Bills, Eagles, or Bills 49ers. I don't believe that I, – I, look, I don't believe that Brock Purdy is going to lead them to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's playing uh, – he's playing amazing right now, no doubt about it, right? But, like, he is an un, he is the last pick of the draft. He was the last pick of round seven. So, like, how how awesome is he going to keep playing? Like, like come on, he's going to hit – like he's not going to be playing like this I'm next sure year. They I'm sure they said the same I'm thing about Brady. I'm sure they said the same thing about Brady. I'm sure. I'm sure they did, but they also said that Mike White would be the Jets' replacement quarterback. So <laughs> there's a lot more time that this kind of stuff happens, and um, yeah, there's. I mean, especially this season. I'm, I'm, there's been a lot of storylines this season that have uh, have been too good to be true. So. So the first weekend of the playoffs was insane with all it the was comebacks and, yeah. and, and yeah. close games and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, well, I it, yeah. And did you see the NFL scriptwriters? Um, the uh, their acceptance speech, their Oscar acceptance speech. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, it was, it was, it was motivating. Yeah. <laughs> so, Go ahead, uh, Remy, so, you raise your hand. So, Dan, one last one last question, sir. Now you know all of our podcasting family we love you man you you're, you're you did a great job uh doing four years of your of your program and i can't a, believe it's YouTube channel years. yeah man <laughs> but here's my here's my question social media now it's obviously had a major impact on your channel now how yeah, did you do, how did you use that to grow your your channel and how did, did you see an, an outcome with using social media or did you have like a minor setback mm. well i when i let's go back to when i first created the channel um when i first created it um i i i, I actually came up with the name before i created the channel because the name obviously is a big part of like marketing and social media stuff like that so the the name i had no idea what the name was going to be i wanted to include disney or or diz in there somewhere so i i was looked up an attractions list and i was like what could be like a play on words and i got to carousel and i i just the, from the corner of my eye i saw great big beautiful tomorrow and i said big beautiful disney would be a great name so the original name was big beautiful disney and then i changed it when i created the merch because i can't use disney as when i'm uh, selling things yeah. <laughs> um and when i when i eventually when i'm mon when i'm monetizing now i could get in legal trouble um so i had to change the name to big beautiful Diz, which i like a lot better um actually the original name was going to be big beautiful Diz, but i feared that um which is so funny now that I know him, but I feared that um, the Diz would get mad at me for using the, oh using the Diz name, that it would be confused. Uh, which is so funny to look back on now that I now that I know Pete. Um, I actually asked him. I told him about that. I was like, you know, I was worried that you were gonna get uh, I was gonna get in trouble for using a 
the Diz name, Big Beautiful Diz. Um, but again, the Diz is the, um, you know, the stock market, the trade value name. Anyway, um, so social media, I, I created the channel, I had the name. Um, I made my first video four years ago today on January 20th. Um, and then I actually left the I left the channel. I didn't upload another video for like a month. I think the next video was like February 14th or something. And in that time, I created a Twitter account. Um, and the Twitter account has quickly become a way um, for me to promote my things because I met countless people. I've I've met. I mean, I know for a fact that half of my subscribers n know me from Twitter, and I've built a huge following on Twitter. Not huge. I've built, I've grown a big following on Twitter. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just when I separate into a, um, a other account that I have, I um, decided that I would be like witty. I would have like witty tweets because that's what would make me like popular. And um, or that's what would get me traction if I like tweet something about Disney. Like if a news new news article comes out, I tweet something witty about it. People that's going to generate likes, and that worked. And um, you know, I've because of that, I've grown to three hundred and forty subscribers. So it's it's worked. And then I I post on Instagram, um, I post my collection stuff, and I put a whole bunch of hashtags on there to get more followers and likes, and that's worked as well. Um, so yeah, I, I try to, I try to use social media the best that I can, um, the best that I can to grow my channel and it's, it's worked up to this point <laughs> so far. Well, Dane, before we go, I have a little surprise for you. And this is somebody who is a member of the round table family and she wants she would like to say something to you because she, she loves you, man. And she, uh, she she enjoys you on the program to give you to give me you know you know bust my balls every once in a while on the program <laughs> but uh but she wants to she wants to say something to you so uh just give her one second no problem i think remy has to turn on her mic here you go hey dang congratulations on four years Thank um, you so much, Jen. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, thank you for giving him hell. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for and thank you for always getting everything right and him letting him know that he gets it wrong all the time. I appreciate it so much. It makes me no problem, warm Jen. in my heart. No problem. <laughs> Congratulations. Maybe maybe I'll take you to a theme park sometime soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to go on any roller coasters. I really can't go on roller coasters anyway. That's fine. But um, well, mm. you know, nerve damage. Gotta love it. Um, but yeah, I totally let's let's do it. I mean, somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to take me one of these days. That's true. That's true. Um, Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome. Bye. See ya. All right. So four years of Big Beautiful Diz Channel. Uh, what? what's coming up what can your viewers and your fans uh be looking forward to in the upcoming year well um i i can't i can't i don't want to announce some stuff because it's like i mean i've got most of this uh most of this year already planned out which is insane but um <laughs> uh honestly um I think this is going to come out on the 28th, right? Hopefully. So soon I am going to start a new series. It's going to be like a music series and it's going to be dissecting a particular Disney song or soundtrack. Um, talking about like, uh, talking about like, um, like who was the composer? Who, what was the scene? How does it contribute to the scene? Um, just everything about a particular song or soundtrack. Um, cause I, I do like, I do like soundtracks a lot. <laughs> so you can look forward to that series, um, coming up very soon. 
Well, Dane, I want to thank you for letting us host today. Uh, you can find you, can, you guys can find myself on Remy's Roundtable. We're streaming everywhere, every single uh, podcasting platforms, and of course, all on social media as well. Yeah, Dane, it's been it's been such an honor getting to know you over the past uh, couple of years. A huge accomplishment on the on the four years uh, of doing the channel. It's amazing, and it, it's it's always funny to me kind of how we all came together and and met each other through you know completely different podcasts and just chatting on Twitch, it, it, so on and so on. I mean, it's just crazy, yeah. and I'm just so honored to uh, to call you a friend. Yeah, um, it is. you can. F- it really is crazy. Go ahead. I interrupted you. I no, I said. I no, I said it really is crazy how this whole like you know this whole like internet thing works. It's it's yeah. insane. It is. It is. But you can find me on the No New Friends podcast streaming everywhere. It's the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. Just head over to nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links are there. Most importantly, the most important thing that you can do today is don't forget to leave a like on this video and consider subscribing to Big Beautiful Diz and the sister channel Dane Interviews, which is what you're listening to right now. So yeah, and you can find you can find me. Oh, wait, you're listening or forget it. Forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to this channel, subscribe to the other channel, Big Beautiful Diz. And with that, Thank you so much. Congratulations, Dane, and have a magical day.